charge. Sounds like you're doing it flat. The crowd goes crazy. Who's up? Mandy's first. Hi, Mandy. Patty, what's up? Patty. Patty. Everybody know where we're at? I bet they do. You're saying there's Barry. No, it's not Barry. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's not Barry. I hope not. Normally she's, we're actually at the party. But normally she's joining us at the party. So we're doing a little work. Hey, what's up, Sean? We're doing a little work here at the OK Corral, the outpost. We're going to wait till 10. Right? You know what I normally do? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Chris Zuma, but I can't tell. There's Campbell. There's Betty. Campbell! Get to work! I think I saw Chris Zuma on there. You might have. I think I did. Possibly. Hmm. Oh, we lost two. Uh -oh. While well, we were at nine, we were getting ready to go, and we lost two, so I'm going to flip it and get after it. Do it. You know why? Because we got Subway waiting for us. And Barry's not here. He's uh, running behind. So uh, today, I want to talk a little bit about the four R's. Reading, writing, and arithmetic? No. The four R's. So I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about... Picking up your cross and carrying it. Found in Luke chapter, what did we say it was? 11? Nine? Look up 923. Is that what it was? 923. So we're having this conversation. And um, we're talking about what's it look like today to pick up our cross and carry it. Because sometimes, um, obviously, Jesus spoke in metaphor. Hey, Connie. Hey, Brett. Merry Christmas to you guys. So uh, as he talks about picking up your cross and carrying it, what does that look like today? So if you turn to your Bibles, I hope you have them. Chapter 9 of Luke, in verse 23, he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you are yourself are lost or destroyed? Another verse would say, what's a profit to gain the world and lose your soul? And I started thinking about, as I spoke with this person, um, what's it look like today to pick up your cross and carry it? And one of the things we had talked about um, is, you know how you have people in your life that annoy you? Katrina's staring right at me like, <laughs> like she's looking right at me. I know exactly what you're talking about. They just annoy you. And, and you are almost intentional about not being around them. Even though that you know that you've been positioned in their life to help them get closer to Christ or help them get closer or help them overcome some obstacle. I think a good example that would be practical terms would be denying yourself 
picking up your cross and making sure that you're not doing all in your power to avoid the person when God's done everything in his power to make sure you're in position to help that person. I mean, that's just one tiny example. Another, another reason would be, uh, I don't like people. So you would hide behind a sound booth. I don't know who that would <laughs> That would be neat. Another thing would be, um, like Moses, for instance, uh, when he God said, I'm going to use you, to lead the people, he said, "I, I, I don't. I'm not a good speaker." But it wasn't it wasn't Moses who was doing the speaking. It was God speaking through Moses. So Moses really had to deny himself, and in a form, the cross wasn't here yet, but he was looking forward to a time there would be. He had to deny himself and do what God asked him to do. And sometimes even coming to church can seem burdensome on a Saturday night or Sunday morning, wherever you go to church or whatever you do, or coming to a Bible store or getting in recovery, or or how about this, uh, an act of worship such as tithing? Because a lot of people would just kind of ignore that. And Jesus said, take up your cross daily. What's it look like? It's different, but that's another component of it. You know, some people would say, I don't have any money to tithe. The bills are stretched so thin that I can't possibly put anything into the plate. And I think about my sister-in-law who was going through credit counseling, really having a difficult time. She's a Catholic Christian and really having a tough time. So she went to, first of all, a secular financial advisor and counselor. And the first thing they wanted to line item out of her budget was giving to the church. And he actually said, or she, I can't remember it's a he or she said, did you ever think this is maybe why you're not making it? Her counter to that, and I applaud her, was did you ever think this is the reason that I am? making it it might be so my point would be in taking up a cross is different for everybody and there's so many different facets of it maybe it's spending time with an annoying person maybe it's spending time with family that annoy you even though uh, you know sometimes we have to just deny ourselves and do what we don't want to do because you know it's the right thing to do so <clears throat> i was thinking about uh when we read scripture you know one of the things that we do um we, we read it Every day. We should be reading it every day, right? Mm -hmm. But I thought about it this way. What if what if determining uh, what it is for you to pick up your cross starts with reading what God said? So you read, and then you reflect on what you've read. Then you respond to what you've read and reflected on. Read, reflect, respond, and here's the last part. Then you have to remember because we're prone to forget. That's why we do things. We go to church. We go to group. We do communion. We had a great communion service on Saturday night. And the funny thing, when you're doing those things, when you're reading and reflecting and remembering, you have to remember this. What do we remember? Well, you have to remember, according to Titus, chapter 3, verses 3 through 8. I love this because Paul's encouraging us to remember because once we too were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. We need to remember who we were apart from Jesus. And sometimes God will allow us to fall, so we remember. Watch this. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away all of our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, because of His grace. 
He declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. So when we're reading and we're reflecting, and then we're responding to what we just read, because James said, without faith, uh, without works, it's, you know, uh, faith without works is dead. So we have to do what it said to do. So we read it, reflect, respond, or do what it says to do. And then when everything's going great, sometimes you're like, man, I'm really doing great. I'm reading and I'm reflecting and I'm responding. Aren't I awesome? Well, you need to remember because uh, who you were apart from God. And then it causes you to start the soul cycle. It's almost like a cyclical. Cyclical? cyclical. That's a great word. Cyclical. So we're reading it. We're reflecting on it. We're responding to what is said. And then we're remembering. So it should give you grace and to pick up your cross and uh, deny yourselves because you know what you were or are apart from the grace of God. So it kind of, if you, and I think about this, now watch this. This is the part that, that uh, as I was thinking about this brown bag, I was, I was thinking about this. The parable that Jesus said, when you go into a feast, make sure that you go to the low part of the table. That way uh, you won't, or because you don't want to go to the top seat and then be embarrassed when everybody sees the, you know, the banquet king come in and go, hey, what are you doing there? Get to the, get to the bottom. So the proper way, and remember, if you're responding, if you're reading the word, uh, respond, reflecting on it, responding, you're going to know that, say you come into a ministry or a job or whatever, uh, we've seen people walk through the front doors and literally within a day want to be up there behind the piano, behind the pulpit, up on the, you know what? The Bible's very clear about, that's another, uh, everything in the Bible is by precept and example. So when you come into that, it's, it, and we've seen people do it proper, come in. They just stay for a while, get the landscape, fill it where they need, and then in the proper time, they're elevated. We've seen it over and over and over again. And a lot of times we see people come through those doors and want to go to the front of the line when there's just a proper way according to Jesus. Because, And I think the people that are reading, reflecting on what Jesus said or the word said and responding will understand it's, it's that order. You don't go to the head of the line. You it's go, also humility in Christ. It's humility because the Bible says if you're humble, then you'll be exalted. If you exalt yourself, then you'll be humble. That's the whole principle of that parable because that's embarrassing, isn't it? You can you imagine coming in at, and sitting at the head of the table and then the banquet king, the king, of the, the owner of the banquet comes up. What are you doing there? Get to the bottom table. Then you, it causes all this embarrassment and you're humbled. I'd rather humble myself and then be exalted as opposed to the other way around, exalt and be humbled. So that's another way you can... Um, deny yourself and pick up your cross and walk daily because that can be kind of a, a challenge um, when we think of it only in terms of words and not the intent of what Jesus meant. Uh, Jennifer, yes, we will have a Christmas service last Saturday. It was amazing. <laughs> we had one last Saturday. But again, we're going to uh, celebrate this Saturday. So you're welcome to come. It'd be great to see you guys. Um. I would encourage you guys to think of different ways to deny yourselves, pick up your cross and walk daily, because you know what you're doing? You're, you're responding to the word and you're growing closer to Jesus. You don't just do these things just for the sake of doing them, doing it because God calls you to do it. And then when you do that, you're blessed. And what the blessing might be is a deeper connection with Jesus, which is really the real blessing. It's not getting stuff. A lot of people are more interested in what's on the king's table 
than the king himself. We're interested in growing, growing closer to Jesus, closer to one another, watching people get saved, watching people edified, and all these things. Um, that's what we're interested in. And speaking of that, make sure that you're praying for Jamie, who's going to be on channel two, right, Fox? Uh, shortly. And uh, we're expecting God to do amazing things with what appears to be a big tragedy because we know God works. We know the scriptures say. We don't think, we guess. We know that God works all things out for good for those that love God and are called according to his purposes. So we're excited, Jamie. Something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Something's happening in DeSoto because you're grounded in the word. You understand the promises of God and you know that he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and mercy. So make sure you guys remember four R's. Read, reflect, respond, and remember. Katrina, we want to close this up today? I can do this. I'm thinking of when we think of the humility of Christ and what it looks like to come in and sit at the lowly table is the washing of the feet mm. and how Christ, and, and he didn't, he was the most humble person and he's supposed to be, he is who we are supposed to be modeled after. We are supposed to be like Christ. So if we come in and we do the, you know, the humility thing, I think that, I think you're right. We'll be exalted, but we don't do it to be exalted. Mm -mm. Like you said, I like what you said. We do it to be, to grow close, closer to our King and to, to have the relationship with him. That's the most, Jesus plus nothing. We need nothing else. Amen. And also most times, if not all the time, Understanding always follows obedience. Sometimes God's calling you to do something you really don't understand, but on the backside, after you've been obedient, because you know God told you to do something, here's a good place to start. Um, the understanding comes later. So I love you guys. Uh, remember, read, reflect, respond, and then remember. Four R's. I'm sure there are more, but it's easier to only remember four. God bless you guys. Uh, come out and see us at 1000 Warrenton Shops, Suite 29, Saturday, 6 o'clock. Make sure to share if you don't mind. Love you guys. Well, on. Say goodbye, Trina. Bye. Peace out, suckers. Okay. Share, 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 share. Bye. Bye. Merry Bye. Christmas. Merry Christmas.